Well, good morning. Welcome to Kings at Home Daily this Thursday morning. Welcome from me, Goff. So glad you could join us. Hope you're well. And I hope these next few minutes will do you, do you good as we spend a few moments uh, opening the Bible together into Colossians to read this wonderful letter we've been enjoying the last few weeks. But first of all, let's pray and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Father, thank you so much that the, the, the entrance of your word brings light. It's, Lord, thank you. I, I think that lovely quote of, uh, I'm not sure who it was, was it um, Martin Luther? Scripture is alive. It, it has feet. It runs after me. It has hands. It lays hold of me. Lord, thank you. Your word is alive. And we pray that it will take hold of us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Help us, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, we're in Colossians, as I said, the magnificent opening chapter of the, the wonder of who Jesus is. The challenge coming into chapter two to walk the walk. Don't be robbed. Don't, don't let the, 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 the treasure of the gospel, the treasure of who Jesus is, don't let that be taken away. Don't, don't lose sight of the wonder. And um, he's made the point in verse eight, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. In their case, it was probably Judaism. The Jews were saying, if you want to be a real God-fearer, you need to do this, 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 and this. You know, the, the rules to be observed, bringing condemnation uh, to, 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 to their newfound faith. I don't know what it might be with us. Certainly the, 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 the culture around us can uh, confuse us and condemn us. Fill us with fear, and uh, whatever it is, Paul, Paul is saying, don't be robbed. Don't let anyone take you captive. And then he goes on, verse 9, for in Christ all the fullness of the deity of God dwells in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He's the head over the body. He's the head over every power and authority. So he, you know, he's the all-sufficient one. Jesus is the all-sufficient one. Um, and he, he wants to bring his fullness into our lives on a daily basis. Not, not condemnation, not fear, but the fullness of the Lord Jesus. Now we get to a slightly tricky bit. Verse 11. In him you were circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. That's those Judaizers. They're probably saying you need to get circumcised. You need this mark of... Your, being a, 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 a God-fearer, you need an operation. So Paul's saying, you were circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism. So in other words, Paul's saying, in the Old Testament, circumcision was a mark of... A, 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 made you distinct from others. Paul's saying, you're radically different as a Christian. <laughs> it's it's, it's a, uh, a circumcision of the heart, of the life, of it. everything's changed. It, this is much more magnificent than that little sign of circumcision that was, uh, in the Old Testament, pointing to something far more uh, radical, that changing of our whole nature. Now, I'm kind of 
I'm reminded of a story in the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, I hope I can remember. Um, I think it's in the Dawn Treader. There's this character called Eustace, and he, he becomes a pretty nasty chap. He, he gets obsessed with treasure, and he goes hunting treasure, um, and they, he's just becoming pretty obnoxious. Anyway, he, 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 he goes into a dragon's cave to nick the dragon's treasure, but he, anyway, he turns into a dragon. <laughs> and uh, it, life becomes pretty miserable, you know, this, uh, as a dragon, as you might well imagine. Um, and anyway, he, and he tries to get rid of this dragonness, and he can't. And then, you guessed it, a big lion appears and comes, comes to him and says, y you need my help. You, you can't get rid of that dragon skin on your own. You need my help. And... And Eustace had to sort of just lie down and give up. And the lion with his paw just ran a claw down his dragon skin, peeled it off. And Eustace, Eustace emerges a new, a new person and a likeable fellow <laughs> when he met up with his friends again. It's a lovely story, but, it, you know, there's that, it's that, that's what I think Paul's speaking of here, that Peeling off, something radical has changed when you when you become a Christian. It, you know, please, circumcision was a sign in the Old Testament, pointing to something far more wonderful. So please, you don't need that stuff in your life. Something radical has happened to you. You were circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off. I'm thinking of Eustace when you were circumcised by Christ having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Paul quick to draw in baptism. Not that baptism is a magical act. It's just what, what, what Christians do, believe and be baptised. Um, of course, the thief on the cross didn't have time to get baptised. He went to be with the Lord today. You'll be with me in paradise. So please, we're not saved through our baptism, but it's a it's a wonderful sort of sign, testimony of what's happening on the inside. Going down in the waters of baptism, full immersion, coming up in newness of life. So Paul's saying something radical has happened to you. Forget circumcision. Something wonderful has happened to you. You don't need to worry about this circumcision stuff anymore. That was a sign pointing to this. Um, Okay, so having been buried with him in baptism, which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you, in other words, you put your faith in the risen Lord Jesus who died and rose again. You put your faith in him, you became a new person. Wonderful, isn't it? Not, you know, not that when you become a Christian, you have a very limited understanding of what was going on, what, what, what it's all about. And that's the beauty of, of coming to Scripture and understanding. Wow. So this is what's true of a Christian. This is wonderful. We keep growing in our understanding of what the cross has done for us. And the lovely thing about Paul, what I love about him, when he starts to talk about what it means to have been saved, made new, he gets excited. And the next few verses... He just, he's going to get carried away. He's, he's just told them about they've been raised from the dead. And, and, and now he's been saying, you, 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 you. Now he's going to start saying we, because he's just getting carried away. He can't lose, he can't escape that this wonderful truth is true, true of him too. So listen up. 
when you were dead in your sins and your uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. You're a new creation. But now listen, it now goes to us. He forgave us all our sins. <laughs> oh, Paul, I love the way you get carried away. May I get carried away with the truth of the gospel? Okay, when you were dead, you were... You, God made you, uh, uh, he forgave all our sins, having cancelled the charge of our legal, legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. He cancelled the debt. He tore it up. He threw it away. The whole list was taken away. Isn't that lovely? No condemnation. That's what Paul said a bit earlier on, didn't he? That, um, that Satan's been disarmed. Your debt ripped up. It's magnificent, isn't it? um, Cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness which stood against us and condemned us. He's taken it away. He's nailed it to the cross. Oh, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Oh, my word. This is what's true of us. There is no, I can't get away from that verse. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When it says here that God has disarmed the powers and authorities, you might say, well, Satan seems to still have power. Well, yes, he does have limited power until Jesus comes. But he, it's limited. He's disarmed his power. He cannot, uh, you're secure for eternity now. Satan can't snatch you out of his hand. Okay, he can't accuse you either. You're, he, he might try to accuse you, but he can't accuse you or keep you condemned. Satan can't do that because you've had the charge set against you, ripped up and thrown away. Isn't that wonderful? So this morning, I, I want to leave you with that and challenge you with this thought. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus because he has paid the price. He's covered your debt, ripped it up so that you do not have to be condemned. Those poor Colossian Christians were thinking, oh, I must do this, I must do that, maybe I need to get... No, 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 no. The sufficiency of the cross and the resurrected Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you. This is a wonderful gospel. It's wonderful to hear Paul getting carried away with what happened when Jesus died on the cross for us and rose again. Debt (laughs) cancelled. A new life given. Oh, Think of Eustace, the old nature, torn off. We're made new. Lord, I pray today, would you go with us? I pray we wouldn't let the enemy weigh us down with condemnation or fear, but we'd walk in the goodness of this new life that has been won for us by Jesus on the cross. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Well, God bless you. Glad you could join us. Um, Hey, tomorrow's Friday. If you can join us then, it'd be nice to see you again then. Bye for now.